The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. back to another episode of silence your phones your movie review podcast found exclusively on the network at bicbp-radio.com i'm one of your hosts chris chavez joined as always by sean fritz and i'm hoping you're in a festive spirit i am actively with family and the good thing is there was there was a, quite a pause there yeah. dude. <laughs> so if coronavirus has uh has had a positive effect on it it's that i don't get the full scope of my family all at once like i do yeah. every year yeah uh, so all 15 or 16 of them and okay so chris we've met we've hung out in person uh you know i can i can be a little loud and boisterous <laughs> with with my with my with my vocal uh, abilities yeah, take that times ten, and that's everybody else in my family. My sister will actively yell over you to speak, and it's not really speaking at that point. It's just yelling. Yeah, it's my favorite, and I'm always sitting right beside her. So like, I'm always more deaf in my right ear after yeah the weekend with my family. Yeah, we um we typically spend time with uh, my sister in law and that side of the family. Uh, for the holidays, but that's definitely not happening this year. We're just doing me. And that was Aaron. last weekend. So uh, yeah, we're not doing anything at all. No families, no problems. Uh, but we do have feels like family to the show now. Four weeks in a row, Mr. Johnny Townsend, Ernest Connoisseur. How are you, sir? Intelligence people, uh, people speak louder. <laughs> that's what happens. We're smart, so we got to really talk. Okay, so. Uh, that made me think of something immediately. Uh, if you haven't watched it, you must. There is a bit that Tom Segura does on um, one of his Netflix standups. I think it's the first one, which is called uh, Completely Normal, where he's mm-hmm. talking about someone being in a movie theater and he stands up when a kid was crying for the second movie screening in a row that he went to. He just stood up and goes, is anybody not what speaking, talking, why, what, oh, and just a whole bunch of non sequitur words that were much better and more well thought out because it's a comedic bit and not an off the top of your head bit um, that I just try to re repeat and failed miserably. I crashed and burned as it were like a, like a sleigh and you're continuing to smolder. Yeah. 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 You like the that. Rest, and we're, yeah. we're not helping at all. We're just sitting there watching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys are just, you guys are a bunch of dicks. <laughs> oh man. Y'all can jump off a sleigh at 50,000 feet. I'm roasting oh, marshmallows. Christmas, Christmas sleigh. I think you guys with your silence are just roasting me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, no, yes, it's festive time, man. It's the holidays. And uh, that's how we're ending our run of earnest films this month. We're, earn- we're earning. We're ending it 
with we earnest, earn shit. <laughs> no. Well, well, it depends. You may have earned your your side your heart two sizes too big this year. So 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 we'll see. Uh, but we're ending this with Ernest Saves Christmas. In the past, there have been many traditional ways to celebrate Christmas. With songs, with gifts, with family and friends. There's a new way. Ho, 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 Bert. With Ernest. <laughs> Ernest P. Warrell. He's back. Know what I mean? Back to save Santa. Santa's in the slammer. Look at those beady, twinkling eyes. Back to save Christmas. <laughs> back to save face. You dead meat. That's life for you. Isn't she a doll? Ernest <laughs> T. Laurel. Mr. Funtai. In the mission they said couldn't be done. On Comet. On Cupid. On Donder. In the movie they said shouldn't be done. Dopey, grumpy. You guys say you have a problem with reindeer? Trim the tree, light the candle, deck the hall, and hit the deck. Cause Ernest P. Oral's coming to town. And he's coming with colorful cards and festively wrapped packages. Air brakes. <laughs> Ernest Saves Christmas. Johnny, this is your favorite of all the Ernest films. Well, I feel like we're giving it away at the beginning here, but yes. <laughs> I think is. I think we gave it away at the first episode <laughs> ever that no matter what, you were going to love the films. Yes. I, I think <laughs> saying that Johnny has these on DVD gave it away. The entire, what is it? Oh, nine? by the way, I have literally every one of them. <laughs> uh, but literally, uh, Sean, you were right. I went back to look up the, I have the DVD that has the three, has Ernest Goes to Jail and the Camp and, and uh, Stupid on it. And that one is out of print now, which I had no idea. I pay like five bucks for that thing. Mm-hmm. And now I could, if I wanted to, and I won't, because uh, I love it. What's but, it go uh, for now? Like uh, between 30 and 50 bucks in, in oh. that range. Yeah. <laughs> So you wouldn't get rid of it for thirty or fifty? Would you get rid of it for no. five hundred? Yes. Eat. <laughs> He's like, I gotta eat, bro. Yeah, yeah. If it's getting that ridiculous, of course. <laughs> uh, oh, Johnny, I just typed <laughs> Ernest goes to camp on Amazon, and the first thing that came up. This might be right up your alley too. And Chris, this might be another month-long retrospective. Uh oh. The ultimate Pee Wee Herman collection. Okay. So did you see Johnny's? Just, he just went from like half snooze to like. Uh, we're definitely I'm, gonna I'm have to. We're definitely gonna kick in on some Pee Wee Herman because I remember. Yeah, I even mentioned how coming back to these Ernest films and and seeing his house with all those weird contraptions just reminded yeah. me of the Ernest uh, or the Pee Wee films also. And then then as I kept watching these, I started re- remembering that. Oh no, that was part of his gimmick. He was always inventing these crazy kind of contraptions basically to to assist in his life i guess mm-hmm. i don't know like the last one we just watched where he was the, the 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 garbage truck guy he had a way of cleaning the garbage cans remember this big old like at mm-hmm. the very beginning of the film he had that that robotic thing it, it was very fantasia like quite honestly yeah all oh, the yeah. old time yeah. mops and the yeah you know, everything da- and then of course it fails miserably because well that's, yeah he's, that's not supposed, he's not supposed to be the wizard hot so, take i do not like fantasia Oh, Fantasia or Fantasia 2000? Cousers. I don't care what number you put there. I just don't care for it. No. Well, they, they did a re-release with what, like three seconds of three extra frames, uh, which 
whenever well, anytime blows you put, your mind that just yeah. blow, that was enough to blow your mind <laughs> anytime you put 2000 on the uh, behind something like wrestlemania 2000 yeah. you know it's just going to be hot garbage oh you know it you know it so Ernest saves christmas the plot of this film we're going to get right into it let's do it Ernest saves Christmas. There you go. There's the plot. Yeah. No. Er, yeah. Oh, he's a taxi driver this time, and he's yeah, in right. Orlando. So how did he yes. get from Missouri, or how did he get from Orlando in this movie to chronologically the next movie? He's in Missouri. That was one of the things I was wondering. Like he plays the same character, but not the same character in any sort of universe or timeline, because there's really no reference to other characters in his films. Yeah. Nobody else plays the same character, right. but it's the same people in yeah. different characters. Exactly. It's the um, Ernest multiverse. There you go. There you go. So this in this film, basically what's going on is that the Santa Claus is real. Okay. In this film, Santa Claus is real. And he's coming to Orlando because he's at an age now where he's losing the magic. Can't remember names of the kids sometimes. He's keeping notes. And, and at some point, you're supposed to give it up. It's like this kind of passing of the torch thing. Uh, but he held on to it a little too long. He just couldn't, couldn't let it go. He was enjoying himself. So he's going to Orlando to to seek out a a children's TV host, right? Who ended up just losing his job um, because this guy's supposed to be so pure he could pick up Mjolnir. Like, there's no problem there. He's good with it. In 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 coming here to 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 try to recruit this guy, he does run into Ernest. Ernest drives him around for a bit, leaves his sack in. The, the Santa Claus sack, the magic sack. He gets Ernest fired, technically. Yeah, yeah. leaves it in the, in, in the cab, right? So when he goes to talk to this guy and, and try to sell himself uh, as Santa and say, this is going to be your destiny, you know, obviously all these things go wrong. People don't believe him. He ends up in jail at some point. But the idea is, is Ernest realizes that this guy is the real deal. And with the help of a lovable little ruffian uh, 16-year-old girl, uh, you know the girl of she's a street girl basically not like a not like a prostitute but like not a street you know, walker no no no, no, no. <laughs> she's just living you know she ran away from home uh, uh far by the way yeah yeah oh yeah so he's taking a, he's taking he's he's basically trying to get hit the sack back to santa while santa's trying to get to the guy that should be the next santa and the idea is is it all hinges on Ernest, making sure he can get everybody to where they need to be believing what they need to be and try to save the day that's the entire plot of the film but there's a lot that happens throughout um enjoyable ride for me this for me is one of those chris it's a, it, for me it is a, one of the classic christmas movies i put it on every year and even as i was watching it again um just i, I was like actually i watched it this morning before we started recording it has the look too. I don't know if it's the type of film quality that they use back in the, you know, the fact that they use the film or what it is, but it's, it looks different than it definitely looks different than uh, Ernest scared stupid. If that makes any sense. Oh yeah. It's, it's definitely on film as opposed to what 35 or more digital or whatever they're doing. Yeah. Well, I don't think they were doing digital in 91 either, but it's definitely lower budget too. Yeah. But this uh, this one was nice, um, and yeah, it, it's it's for me it's Christmas. Uh, even though it's in in Orlando, there's no snow, and you don't get the typical kind of wintry scenes. Um, there is snow. You do, yeah. Mm, wow. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, yeah, dude. It's uh, it's. I I really enjoyed it, and the plot for me was is a fun plot. It's it's you, you pull for the characters, and 
and you it's it's straight to you know from beginning to end one of these kind it's a ride it's basically a ride for me yeah uh obviously i'm going to agree this is my favorite Ernest film and one of my favorite christmas movies ever so uh this one has a lot of great memories for me uh, and going back and watching it is just of course just a, a blast to watch i try to watch this every year uh man what a great film what a great introduction if you've never seen Ernest, uh, you can well, honestly, any of them you can kind of start with. Uh, yeah. But I do feel like you should probably start with camp first to get the feel of how like off the wall zany it can be. And yeah. including like even the violence part of it where it's cartoonish violence. Yeah. Because if you start with Christmas, I think it, this one's a little bit, this is the more kind of laid back of all of them in terms of that kind of zaniness. And, but, and, uh, but this one also, to me, breaks that third wall more than the other ones. Oh, I mean, yeah. There's a whole scene where he's in Vern's house with a mm-hmm. Christmas tree. Uh, that's just literally just kind of put in, put in there out of nowhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it, it, this movie definitely pays, uh, I guess, to the origins of Vern of Ernest with Vern, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he breaks the fourth wall. What well, a bunch of walls are broken. That's what I'm well, trying that, to say. There are three walls that are literally broken in Vern's house too. Yeah, so, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I but, know that yeah, at the time of the filming of this, because this chronologically in terms of when it was released was the second of the Ernest uh, big films, right? So it was Ernest Goes to Camp and then Ernest Saves Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and during, so with the success of Ernest Goes to Camp, uh, Varney was able to secure a deal with CBS to do a TV show. Hey, Vern, it's Ernest. So while that show was, was, you know, on air and filming, they were also filming this film. So I think that was the idea was because it was a little bit more popular. Now more people knew who Vern was that they threw this, that little gimmick into this movie, but it was great. Cause I remember just thinking, Oh, this is the one where we see Vern or we don't see him. Right. But he kind of makes his big screen debut in terms yeah. of the <laughs> eyes of the viewer. But Do we ever perfect. see Vern? No, 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 we don't ever okay. see Vern. No. It's Vern's always the eyes of the viewer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was perfect, dude, because the, from the, you know, they're coming up to the house and he's talking to her, telling her how much Vern loves him and they get it along great so well. It's going to be a great Christmas party. You burst the door open, immediately you're Vern watching this happen and Varney's looking right at the camera and just all that nonsense. But the second he gets slammed out, boom, you're right back to like yeah. regular film world. It's so, it's for me, I love it, dude. I thought it was great. Yeah, I did too. It was cool. Um, I don't feel like there was anything in this movie in terms of plot holes. You know, sometimes well, you see things I in mean, the movie where you're like, wait, this should have happened. How did this happen without that? You know what I mean? There's uh it plays on a, a, a well-known uh, and a well-established uh, lore of Christmas, Santa, elves, reindeer, mm-hmm. and, and Ernest. That's we'll call that lore as well. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I think, yeah, for the most part, I mean, there's some some logical things that are like, eh, I don't know about that, but it's an interesting take. It's definitely an earnest type take. And I say that very earnestly because I have to work that in somewhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but it, I, I would agree. It's pretty, pretty much linear. It's also a linear story. It's not a Tarantino. Can yeah. you imagine an earnest Tarantino? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that would be intense. I don't think he could handle that kind of a thing, man. Um, <laughs> at the beginning, Ernest he destroys him. Vern's house. And then at the end, he's helping Vern like, oh yeah, Vern, we fixed this up. 
It's like a it's like a kill bill, but with Vern. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that you were bringing up how they they address a lot of different things in Christmas lore, right? Because one of the things that you always talk about with Santa is how is it possible he goes around the entire world mm-hmm. in one night and gets to all the children? And like the dude's making sense. He's like, well, you got to realize not all cultures believe in me or or you know celebrate this kind of thing. So he doesn't. So basically, he's basically saying so for two thirds of the the population or whoever it is, a third of the population. I don't have to bother those kids. Those kids mm-hmm. go without. Um, and then yeah, there's the other piece. I like that the Santa Claus said so. Yeah, basically. That's a I think the other piece too is that he talks about how if you leave at a specific time, you can actually pull it off. And if you leave any later, then you're already coming around where the daylight is catching up to you. So he's making it like it could be possible. He's showing us his work. His, yeah, he's showing basically. us the math. He's yeah. pulling back the curtain for a second. Uh, I would like to see Neil deGrasse Tyson debunk this. Oh, I'd love to see him support it. Wouldn't that be amazing? If he's <laughs> yeah. just like, it's possible. Um, if you go at this speed at whatever it is, you know, I thought that was cool. I thought it was also cool that uh, the flying reindeer, like immediately shooting up to the, the ceiling, you know what I yep. mean? And it was like, obviously they, they got to fly. They're trying to get up. There. All those scenes with, of course, Bobby and his brother <laughs> and the reindeer are just top notch in this. They're so great. They're so perfect. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then when the elves show up that, just even doubles it for me so i love those parts i like when regular animal control first comes up yes. and they're just completely ignoring yeah. him and he's like and he's fellas like, come on and he's yeah. just like pulling his toothpick out and then points up with his pinky yeah. <laughs> was was the uh was the male animal control guy the sheriff from it Ernest looked Bear like Stupid? him it looked like him was that he? shirt was too tight by the way We'll have to look at the the names when we get into the actors and acting. Uh, before we do, though, do you guys have anything else to say in plot? It was silly. It was, you know, they definitely did a lot of callbacks as well, like with um, uh, with him saying blister or getting at least one of the names wrong, you know, and doctor yeah. instead of Donner periodically. And, you know, it, there were a lot of uh, well-placed jokes, well-timed jokes as well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into actors and acting. Jim Varney again, Ernest, and he's pulling off because this was the second film, right? Like, it, but when we watched the last one, um, Scared Stupid, we saw a whole lot of different caricatures, different, you know, you know, things he was doing. This one only had a few, but they they worked well. He this one, I this, I believe this is the one that debuted the old lady, the the mother, the old mother. That was camp as uh, that was when he went to jail. Which, yeah. Oh, actually, was the last. Was that the third movie? That was the third one, yeah. So yeah. this one debuts this character and how perfect, especially mm-hmm. when she's complaining about her son and like the, the secretary's just like, well, you know, he's very busy. And she's like, don't make excuses for mm-hmm. him. There's yeah. no winning there. <laughs> that, is ev- that is every dressing down of a mother, um, especially a Southern mother that you or, or Southern grandmother as well that you will ever get. Oh yes. God, she was he. He does that so. It's so amazing. And, and then when it. he's the and then when he's the snake handler guy. Yeah. Oh man, that guy was so great. <laughs> that was so good. He pulls that one off nice. Oh, yeah. And and first of all, where does he keep, does he keep those clothes in his tool chest? Yeah. Where he keeps everything <laughs> yes. else, like those bolt cutters, which yeah. were 
obviously comically too big for the. For well, this the was the nineties where you know all your superheroes had pouches at the wazoo. So yeah, well, this was a Rob Liefeld character though. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what if it was? Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and then too. he also plays the uh, the guy that shows up as a surprise visit at the at the jail to spring Santa. Yeah, what is he? But mm-hmm. but he still plays that kind of a character. You know, very slimy, almost like a lawyer character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he, you know what he, I, well, I was watching it with the missus and, and, uh, I said, Oh, look at, uh, look at him. He looks like he's dressed like Orville Redenbacher, mm-hmm. but he acts like the guy that's crazy, you know, with the, with the, with the Riddler suit where he's like, I'm giving away money and just buy my book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But, yeah. He does. Definitely. Talking about, yeah. Um, let's see who else is there. Uh, yeah, the overall, who, man, he kills it. Varney, yeah. I think, is 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 amazing. There's a lot of classic actors in here too. Just to call attention to a few of them, um, Douglas Seal, who is uh, he plays Santa, the, the outgoing Santa. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a Broadway actor, English, if you couldn't tell. And Oliver Clark plays the new Santa, Joe Carruthers. Yeah, yes, and in a show on the barney miller show he appeared in six episodes one of which was called hostage he played a character named Vern. nice um, Pat I, clark was actually boy this is a cool little piece i didn't know he was actually born richard uh i can't even say that marjorie Marder, uh but he was born here in buffalo new york that's pretty sweet Ooh, did not know that go. there you go um, uh i i kind of thought overall uh, that this was one of the best acting of the Ernest films too. I mean, yes. you're you're saying all these people who obviously have a great uh, you know list of all the stuff they've done before, and it shows because they're all really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Billy Bird, who um, uh, was um, if you don't remember her until I say this, but she was in Home Alone. She was the lady at the airport that was uh, sitting uh, working yeah. opposite Catherine O'Hare. Yes, she got earrings, yes. dangly ones. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, and um, I mean, she was in. Uh, a bunch of police academy four woo and the uh, goots <laughs> exactly we were talking about that earlier um but uh she was on the odd couple and rounded out her career with jury duty with Polly shore oh man Polly, that's a classic we're gonna have to cover you can do some Polly shore movies that will play <laughs> you can do um, it brother <laughs> Son also, also pat maloney yeah, no pa- uh, patty maloney who was one of the dwarves uh, who was in the Star Wars holiday special and Chris <laughs> As operated, an Ewok, yeah. operated uh, at one time the Crypt Keeper from Tales from the Crypt. Oh, nice. Well, that's cool. That is cool. You're right, Johnny. This does, ha- this does have, it feels like the acting on here is, is much more elevated than almost all the other films. This, it's, it's funny too, because Ernest was very kind of, uh, Ernest goes to camp. I was going to say was very campy, uh, pun intended. But it was also it was goofy. It was supposed to be kind of that, like I said, cartoonish. You know, whatever. It's more cartoonish. But this one isn't. This one it seems more like a mainstream holiday film using right. the character of Ernest. And then he goes back into being more cartoonish in, in jail and scared stupid. And I've never seen the others, but I'm assuming it it still continues with with the, the feel yeah they're all they're all quite goofy but yeah. this one feels like this was more of a hollywood style kind of holiday movie using a character that they knew was was super popular at the time i would almost say that this is like um, you know when they said you know how it said they whoever they are uh that if you write a christmas song and it's a hit 
you don't have to do anything else forever because it's going to play every year you're going to get royalties from the playing this is kind of like that in terms of christmas movies in that it probably gets played somewhere every year Mm -hmm. especially i mean at at the townsend residence um (laughs) i mean that's like a first last and every date for for johnny right so if you're into ernest goes to ernest saves christmas johnny townsend's your man yeah, I kind of think that this of all the Ernest movies is probably the most uh, mainstream. Is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. Of, of, of any of them, and it's uh, uh, most relatable too. Yeah, most accessible to pretty much anyone. I think mm-hmm. like you don't have to be a John Ernest nerd like I am to to enjoy this movie. If you just like Christmas movies, I think you can get something out of this one. So. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. Because it does. It, it still follows a, um, a holiday kind of recipe, right? Um, especially when it comes to the redemption of certain characters. Yeah. Uh, did, did, were you guys, were you sold on the Santa Claus and his acting, the guy that played him? Were you sold in that he felt like he could be a real Santa Claus? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. I thought he did great. And especially with the, the slight British accent and the, um, I don't know. There was a, this kind of like when he was really trying to talk to the other guy, Joe, and get him into it. There was this kind of I'm throwing it in there earnestness to it, right? Like there was he was pleading with him to just try yeah. to reach into his soul and feel this. And I could see it on his face. I was like, this dude is really good. Well, here's the here's the question I want to bring forth to this panel here. Uh, out of okay. all of experts? the yes, out of okay. all of the big screen Santa Clauses, where do you think this one lies? I think he's one of the top ones personally but i'm very biased no above yeah he's below a, tim allen uh above <laughs> um, and i like I, and i like tim allen as santa claus i think those i'll enjoy those movies uh, the santa claus especially the first one is very enjoyable for me but uh he's this santa claus in in yeah. ernest saves christmas is probably right up there with the one from the original miracle on 34th street for me and those are my top santa clauses i've never seen that I, I got that sa- that one and the remake. I got that same vibe. But what about the Santa from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? No, he's mm. a dick. Well, he is. <laughs> I mean, everybody is in that one. But you know, yeah. it was the fifties. What do you want? That one makes yeah. me just angry. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. That's with not you, Santa Claus. <laughs> I agree. This is a very, very good Santa, and he plays him well. Um, I, I didn't really feel Joe would be a good Santa Claus. I mean, the, the actor was good at what he was doing and, and how I, he's playing this character, but he felt his beard. weird. He didn't I, listen to Santa, and he shaved his beard. I think he would eventually because he has a redemption in this whole thing, though. Uh, like, yeah. you could tell this whole time he loved kids, and he loved doing stuff, like the shows for kids and stuff. You could see that he was obviously had a kind heart, but he was being pulled with, like, what does he want for his career type thing, and he was making concessions for those things, maybe going against his morals, like by appearing in a movie where he's going to cuss, for example, Yeah, uh, of all things, you know, all these terrible things you can do. Cursing's obviously one of the top ones. Uh, but uh, he, I I think he would have been a great Santa Claus eventually. Uh, He's I think not for above me, it, killing aliens though. That's right. <laughs> As for me, it felt like he wasn't. I don't know. He didn't have the jolly right. Like you need that kind of jolly. You need the 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 cheer, almost that magic. And the guy who played Santa had that just kind of in his, um, just in his demeanor. And Joe didn't feel like he would have that. Joe seemed a little bit rougher around the edges for me. Um, as a Santa, as a Santa, as the character that he was, you know, the guy that was playing Joe as this character, I think that character, I, all like you said, this, this movie was very well acted and I thought everyone in it did a great job. So for me, him as Joe is good, but the idea that Joe could be a Santa was weird to me. Joe was a little downtrodden too. Mm. Yeah, he's depressed. He just got, he lost his, however long that show had been on. 
Well, he also had a fast talking agent that wouldn't let anybody speak except himself, which is weird, right? So for somebody like I don't Joe, know what you're talking who's, about, who's supposed to be nice and whatever, it's like, how do yeah, you? Why not, did you hire this guy? Yeah, how do <laughs> yeah. you not see this guy for who he is? He gets results. Yeah, well, <laughs> he got him his movies. What uh, about the girl that played uh, what's her oh, name? Oh, hold on, hold on. Yeah. So Douglas Seal, Santa, Johnny, are yes. you ready for this? Are I am ready. He played the voice of the Sultan in, in Aladdin. Yes. Yep. And, 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 and he was, Chris, the Plaza Hotel man in Ghostbusters 2. Oh, nice. I did not know that. And he played Vernon in a Smoky Mountain Christmas TV movie. Look at all these Verns, dude. Mm-hmm. Vern tie-ins. <laughs> know what I mean? Know what I mean? Know what I mean? Uh, what's the name of the girl that played the the runaway? I forget her name. Uh, Noelle Parker, Parker, who yeah. has no link on Wikipedia. Nah, she did only a couple things after that, and that was about it. Um, no, actually, I think she did. She was in the Doctor Otto movie as well. Um, she, I think she did good though. She did because she came across as that that younger girl. She was in Clerks, runaway that is trying to be like um, what do you call it? Uh, tougher than she really was yeah she's she's refusing to admit she was in over her head you said she's Basically. in clerks what was she in the tv sorry oh the tv clerks. i was gonna say i never seen so that, her that would have been weird kevin smith's clerks but yeah she <laughs> did I, I think she played the the role well um yeah anybody else uh, that was standout for you and she had a good redeeming arc too mm-hmm. yeah uh, of course old- Bobby stands out, you know, obviously yeah. Bobby and his brother. <laughs> Chuck I mean, and Bobby, yeah. Chuck and Bobby are going to stand out for me always. Um, I thought the elves stood out. They were pretty good, especially their back and forth with, <laughs> with Ernest was really good. I would watch a whole movie with, with them. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that voice might grate on me after a while. It was fine with me. I didn't mind it. Uh, I was dying laughing, dude, when, when the, he's flying the, the sleigh around, just terrifying the crap out of him. So all they're yeah. doing is like screaming nonstop. They were kind yeah. of dicks, though. They were, yeah. They're very, they're very sure of themselves. That's for sure. Uh, well, also, else. would you say also, they were very short with him, with Ernest? No, no I said they're very sure. <laughs> I would never <laughs> disparage somebody. I would never size. make a low-hanging fruit joke like no, those I'm, that are low to the ground. I'm well above that. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, I really love the the guy who uh, plays the businessman. And it's, oh yeah, how he just flips and just yeah, like, he just who the hell do you think you are? Yeah. And then it snows. So all of a sudden, you know what? Let's oh, all that guy at the off. beginning. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of. A oh, jerk you're too. right though. The the producer guy too was out of yeah. nowhere, just flips and goes. Who nuts do you think you are? Him. I'm the guy with the glasses here. I'm Bryant Gumble, and I act just <laughs> like him. <laughs> oh God, that's great. All right, let's move on to uh, the sound soundtrack music. Did they have Christmas songs in this? I can't even remember. I, there, I, were, there were very faint mixes of certain Christmas songs inside of some of the orchestral soundtracks that was okay. within the movie. Okay, very but faint. It, it is a holiday-sounding score, basically. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah, I didn't remember. I was trying to think, man, was there a Christmas song played? I don't know. Uh, I, I do feel that, especially if you compare this to the other holiday movie he did where he, you know, where he scared stupid... I don't feel the music in this one is as memorable uh, as no. uh, like it doesn't stick in your head near as much as the Halloween one does. He did it's not sing even in close. this one though, didn't he? Did he sing in this one? I don't or remember was him it singing. Scared, stupid. 
One of them he does sing. Camp. Ernest goes to camp. No, it wasn't just that one. It was because oh. we we did we didn't make mention to that, and I can't remember if he sang in this one or if it was the last or well Tuesdays. Yeah. Last um, week's. I, yeah, I can't. You know, the opening is nice. It's got that. It sounds like a Chris that Christmas music kind of thing with when they're showing yeah. the Norman oh, Rockwell he, paintings and all that. He sings "Oh Christmas Tree." Oh, oh that's right. When he's singing "Oh Christmas Tree" oh, while he's driving yeah. the cab. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. But yeah, other than that, you're right, Johnny. For me, it's not as memorable, unfortunately, because as a Chris, especially being, it feels like the the was this a higher budget than their other films? It feels like it would have been. No. Uh, it was less. It was less really? than. Uh, it was six million. It was the same as Ernest Goes to Camp, and it was Ernest uh, Scared Stupid was nine point six. Oh, interesting. Yeah, uh, you would think that they would put Christmas because there's certain songs that are public domain Christmas songs, aren't there? No, oh, yeah, think they quite do a few some of them, which is weird. So yeah. it is weird that it wasn't uh, as memorable, unfortunately. Well, there was a lot of CG in this one. Oh, a lot of hardcore That's, CG and a lot of animals yeah. too. So animal handlers. Mm. you know yeah that i think thing. the money went elsewhere <laughs> yeah so let's move right into that let's get into the special effects there's some green screen in this uh you know it's green screen only because you're talking about a 1987 film 89 80 1988 you can definitely tell it's green screen but it's not horribly bad done it's not at the end of halloween three bad no it's not robocop bad uh stop motion (laughs) cg or you know stop motion green screen no not at all um but you could tell that's what it was other than that i liked i I did like the little things they did with the what is that kind of like the little magical dust looking thing Mm -hmm. Uh, whenever they pulled stuff out of the bag and it would flat you know there came that the uh the toy or the gift. Yeah, I thought all the special effects with the with the sack uh, were was done well. Yeah, I mean it was a glowing orb. We've seen that before in the world of professional wrestling. I do like uh, it's almost like the case in Pulp Fiction, right? Mm. They open it up and there's yeah. the light shining on them, but they never show you what it is. No, you can't. But except in this, it sounds like there's gremlins in there, like in the yes. refrigerator of yeah. um, yes dinosaurs. It's a, it's totally like you open it, you hear like these weird like. It's something's chitter chattering in there. I think it's supposed to be like the wishes and the hopes and the dreams and the wants of little kids as they ask Santa for stuff. Oh, it's creepy sounding. <laughs> Wrong movie. You, you don't want to. You don't want to feed it past midnight. You don't want to get water on it. But it's always after midnight. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that's about it, though, right? I mean, he when he transforms Joe into Santa, you know, they use yeah. uh, they use a little bit of effects on that. Obviously, uh, when he's in the sleigh and they're yeah. flying above yeah. the earth. Yeah. Don't forget <laughs> oh. that one, Chris. <laughs> Whether in outer space. Bro. Yes, when they're, they're in outer space earth. and then he doesn't need a suit. <laughs> he just, so, just be himself. He was it still looks cool. <laughs> it yeah. kind of looks like the Superman flying around in Earth. Yeah. He started but, back time. When I saw that, I was like, oh, uh, is he like that Felix, whatever his name was from Red Bull, where he did that crest of the earth uh, oh, yeah. a couple mm-hmm. years back? Yeah, no, this was actually out in outer space. And I remember thinking to myself, okay, like, how is he breathing? This isn't that kind of movie, but that's the first thing you're going to think. But then you got to remember, this is Ernest. Ernest is part mutant, all right? The dude can survive any kind of electricity shock. I mean, you know, you can't kill him. We didn't him learn that until the following or two years after this. So maybe this is a little, uh, little hint, Origin, it, though, that he's Origin more than story. human. This is a little hint that he's more than human, guys. But, but what's funny is that he needs oxygen when he's higher in the atmosphere. 
but not when he's in space. Do you remember when he's yeah. like, I need oxygen and he's breathing out of the oxygen thing? Well, well the, because it was, he couldn't breathe fast enough yeah, because uh, he was moving so fast. I, mean, I come see. On, Chris. I see. Show. You should know I, logic by now. <laughs> um, and the effect of, of having uh, reindeer stuck to your ceiling. That yes. probably was practical, quite honestly. They just oh, yeah. started Super the simple. camera. And yeah. yeah, but it, it looked was, cool. It was clever, though. Yeah. And the way, the way that those two guys sold it was... Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> was so great um yep. the sound effect of ba- of ba- of chuck's eyes moving back mm-hmm. and forth yes. otherwise you know there was there's not too much happening there's not much in terms of practical effects for this film or i mean the special effects again all center around the christmas magic and the sleigh itself yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's... all right so let's get into the our last section here let's talk about our favorite moments in this film standout scenes quotes um what stands out for you sean um pass <laughs> uh no there was i mean i i mentioned it already it was you know the uh uh you know the every time he would mess up the names and and it would and it would uh you know slow down or or revert the the sled back to not moving or oh, yeah. or like powering down there was a quote in here somewhere that uh, what was it i like the part when uh where he's he's coming as an at a nosedive and then stops dead oh, yeah. stop. That's, this is my Air favorite breaks. quote. That's my favorite quote ever. I've quoted that for the longest time. Air breaks. <laughs> Air breaks. And, and uh, oh uh, oh, how did it go, Ernest? Uh, it worked great. Victories at hand. Now we move on to what I like to call Plan B. And he holds up two fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I love that about him. That he's constantly using the wrong words for for well known phrases. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Oh, when, don't forget when he was doing math. He's like, no, he was talking to to the girl. He's like. Now, it's possible if you take the international dateline, multiply it by the time zones, uh, divided by the accelerated rotation of the Earth, and of course the earnest uh, uh, catchphrase, carry the one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. I love when uh, the opening scene, when the he's you show we see him as a, a, a taxi driver, mm-hmm. and the the passenger he's taking is going to be late, so he's just like. All of a sudden, he's just <laughs> driving like an absolute yeah, and maniac. The guy's going like, and then the dude flies out. <laughs> that guy reminds so me of him and he's frozen in place. <laughs> that guy reminds me of a more uptight. Um, remember the guy that played Mr. Peabody on Saved by the Bell? That yeah. was like the yeah. epitomous nerd. He was basically like the the real life version of yeah. um, Mr. Sherman yep, or exactly. Peabody that was with Mr. Sherman. You know, um, old cartoon. What Dog. else? What else? Oh, when the tree, I like when he has to rescue the tree too. He's, he, yeah. The tree falls out, he pulls <laughs> over and just whoosh, throws that in. And then and obviously. I love, I love the whole part where Santa's in jail and he, you see he's in here with all these who look like very hardened criminals. But by the time he leaves, oh, he like, did hey, have that's the singing. real Santa. And he had them all singing. He's like, and that's the real Santa. They were very much behind this guy's. Yeah, that was good. That was nice. The, the animal control officers are like, oh, flying reindeer. Uh, that's not us. You want air traffic control. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of good different scenes in this film, man. Um, overall, I, I love it. I do. It's, it's mm-hmm. great. Any more for you, Johnny? Uh, I'm looking up quotes. Uh, this one, oh, I forgot all about this one because it's not even Ernest that's involved with it. But uh, it's, it's uh, let me find it. I'm just scroll past it. It's where, oh, here it is. It's where Santa Claus, I think it's when he kind of first arrives in Florida and he's just talking to a, a businessman, just a random guy he runs into. And he goes, the snow I don't guy, think, yeah. yeah, I don't think I've quite got the magic for another trip. And then this guy goes, that's how I feel every time they send me to Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so just taking a shot at Pittsburgh. <laughs> he, there oh, was a, something good. about Elvis in this one, and I can't remember what it was. Ernest has a history of bringing up Elvis. Like it's, yeah. I mean, he did it in the other movie we watched, too. Maybe and then obviously one. the scene with Vern, dude. The scene yeah. with Vern. I was, it was so awesome seeing <laughs> yeah. that. Why is it. he ripping out the wall electricity when all he has to do is walk up to the outlet and pull the cord out? <laughs> well, Worst case, you cut it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not Ernest. <laughs> yeah. That's not how Ernest does things. Although we did go get his bolt cutters. Nice, nice. <laughs> All right, let's get into our, our ratings on this. What do we rate? Did we decide? Oh, we did. We decide. We're doing it out of five Santa sacks. Was it sol- stolen or Santa sacks? Stolen sacks. Lost stolen, sacks. We'll just put it together. Stolen Santa sacks. Stolen Santa sacks. Five to- stolen Santa sacks. Say that 17 no. times fast. Uh, Johnny, go first. It's five. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, uh, right? Yeah, this is a five. This is a fiver for me all day long. I love this movie. It's my favorite Ernest movie. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies. Uh, it's up there with uh, like Home Alone and all those movies for me as a classic uh, Christmas film that I have to watch. Uh, and I love Ernest to start with and have a lot of great memories of this movie, watching it with my grandparents and stuff like that. So this one, I'm uh, very, very upfront about how biased I am toward this one. I love this one and always will. I get it if some people think it's a little too dumb, uh, but uh, I just love this movie. It's so great. He saves he saves Christmas. Uh, who could be any figures out how to use air brakes just in time? I mean, this is the, <laughs> this is the greatest man ever. So uh, Ernest saves Christmas is a five out of five uh, stolen Christmas sacks for me. Nice, nice. Um, I have to echo that. It's, I, I'm I'm not going to say five though. Unfortunately, it's not five for me, but it is my favorite earnest film it's right up there in terms of a christmas classic for me i play it every year and multiple times throughout the season it looks great the acting was great we discussed that you know it there's so many memorable scenes and and it just the whole movie from beginning to end is just such a good time it's such a good time it does the only reason it doesn't get a five is because i don't know it just feels hard giving it a five. It's not like there's anything much wrong with it, right? But for me, if you're going to get a five, you, you got to be a top, top, top tier. And this is very much enjoyable. It's right up there. So this one gets 4.75 stolen Santa sacks from me. I praise. Brace yourselves, gentlemen. I give this one 4.75 also Ooh. Uh, out of five stolen Santa sacks. Uh, one, because they continue to use the term stole uh, he lost his sack and that just to me that's just funny instead because, of his his bag yeah right <laughs> they uh, did they stop short of calling it a magical sack or a sack with magic because <laughs> i mean anyway it's it's a silly joke that maybe it was intentional but these are have been very pg on the jokes not a whole lot of dirty or double entendres but hey maybe they went with something different but you know the acting in this one was great the cast of characters is is I mean, the characters themselves are great, and so are the actors, which makes this one, I think, be, as we discussed, a, a, one of the best ones. It's the best acted earnest movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little bit more reverential to, you know, the, the, the Christmas theme and motif. So there's not falling off of ladders nonstop or kids, you know, basically whooping Ernest's ass, mm-hmm, uh, true. Which, which is kind of, I mean, in retrospect, it is a little silly. Um, but I think casting was spot on. Uh, which helped the acting, the the soundtrack. I did notice a lot of those little nuances of Christmas music intertwined with the orchestral um, background music. And the mixing on this one was much better. 
uh, on on the version that I watched. So, um, but it was also it had the earnest flair to it, and you know, just not as overly goofy like Camp was. So they definitely did a big course correction chronologically from Camp to this one, uh, just a year later. Um, so, uh, and again, 4.75 out of five for me. Um, I would buy this at a reasonable price and put it on my shelf, Chris. Nice. Um, I, I would it's assume cheap. you would do the same. It's oh. a, you get for like five to six bucks. Well, Very nice. sign me up for two. <laughs> Keep on sealed so, for resale later. Dare we <laughs> say that this film, this film made your Ernest P. Worrell heart grow two sizes too big? Too You've big never seen this. Big enough? You've never seen this character before. You've you've had to live through these four films now, uh, but you end it with the one that for us was the best. Does that help? Does that make you go? You know what? I mean, I could watch those other ones again at some point. Well, and and to peel back the curtain a little bit, when we were planning this, it was just hey, let's. And I had heard Johnny talk about it somewhere else, um, and and I said, you know what? Why don't we do to Chris, Ernest Saves Christmas, and put it out on Christmas. And we'll bring Johnny in. And then it snowballed into what you've already heard. A month long. But I already regret. And <laughs> oh, man. But it did. It did uh, this never would have come up in conversation. But the missus is like, oh, I used to watch these all the time as a kid with my stepdad. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> and then last night, she's like, oh, I remember this one. Uh, he, this was his kind of humor. He also liked the Three Stooges. I'm like, that makes sense. Yeah, yes, definitely. That definitely makes sense. You could see Ernest B. Worrell being like a honorary stooge. And, and he would always call, uh, quote or imp- impersonate John Wayne. And oh, the, yeah. the kid last week did a John Wayne impression. Mm-hmm. What kid in 1991 knew who knew or cared? Granted, his dad was a <laughs> lawman. But yeah, maybe. Know, but, you know, that's uh, I could see a lot of his his uh, his influences. Yeah, uh, Jim Barney for the Vern care or the Ernest character. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So there you go, folks. Happy holidays. That's your Christmas episode for this year. Uh, next week we're coming back with a 1980s classic, or not? We'll see. What is it? What is it? 1986. 1986. Mid 80s. There you go. Future. Uh, would you call this an apocalyptic apocalyptic future tale? Is it, is it is this sci-fi sci-fi comedy oh. or just straight uh, comedy yeah i guess the 80s were good at doing a lot of that it does yeah. include johnny's favorite the goot the goot does the goot and johnny's also favorite my name is involved with this one so we're checking out short circuit number five stay where you are X. Ah, rope. Three-quarter inch double break. Perfecto. Escaped robot fights for his life. Film at 11. Target inside. Fire. <laughs> Capture and hold. Elevation 16 neosicles. Visibility 5 feet, 2 feet, no feet. Hey, laser lips. Your mama was a snowblower. <laughs> I have a bit of trivia for this movie real quick that I'll give away since I won't be on that episode. Uh, this was the first movie I ever saw in a movie theater. Oh, very nice. I, I wouldn't brag about that. I so, would brag about that. 
and I did, <laughs> and I'll do it again. Uh, I so, was I was like three years old when this came out. I only know this because my uh, my parents told me this is the first movie that I was taken to. Nice. Mine was Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, with Kevin Costner. It's nowhere near really? as good as I was seven. Uh, I was seven. E.T. Did you like how I did six and then E.T. <laughs> e. for me. I was plan B. Uh, but, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, guys. So next week we will be watching Wally. No, just kidding. Short Circuit. I remember when Wally first came out. I'm like, wait, isn't that Johnny Five? What are they doing? Yeah. It's like a little mini Johnny Five. It's um, like they, yeah, they took away his voice box. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Next week we're watching Short Circuit. Until then, uh, make sure you head out to the website, BICBP-radio.com. Check out all the other shows on the network. Uh, make sure you follow them, comment, subscribe. And uh, Johnny, why don't you promote some of your stuff here so people can find you and your artwork. Uh, Instagram, johnnyism28. That's where I post all that stuff. You can see the goofy cartoons i draw and uh, even commission me if you would like i also do other podcasts that are on this very same network history creeps is where chris and i and carter uh, talk about the creepy things in history yep uh we're uh, about to hit it big over there i think <laughs> uh retro bliss is where me and trevor talk about old school video games and then retro pop is where matt and i discuss uh things in our pop culture past uh, we have we cover a topic each episode uh uh, we're about to cover well this comes out by the time this is out you'll know we covered home alone so yep nice 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 um all righty then sean you got anything else to say before we head out of here yeah check out power rangers in cyberspace uh toward the end of the year we're putting out a year look back and a look forward and we actually put out a an episode recently as well where we talked about the one convention we went to this year which <laughs> happened to be in the end of october that was an interesting, um, uh, an interesting adventure, um, and it was my favorite. Everybody had to wear a mask, and and if you didn't, you got kicked out. Ooh, they weren't playing games. Go check oh, out that episode, folks. Virginia, it's, they don't muss around. So, Power we, Rangers in cyberspace. Check it out. Yes. All right, cool, Johnny. Thanks so much for joining us again. I'm sure we'll have you on in the future at some point if we ever cover yeah. a turtles episode, or I'm assuming. Ninja Turtles or Ninja Turtles. So uh, yeah, Ninja Turtles, Ninja Turtles, uh, sign me up. And there you go. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening once again. Uh, this is Chris Chavez for Sean Fritz. What do you got to tell him to do? Mask up, stay safe, don't be stupid. Awesome. And as always, it's now time for you to unsilence your phones.